All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I'm your host, Jax McDonald. Joining me, as always, Vyasaran and Elliot Hoyt. Kind of a slow news week this week. Um, yeah, I didn't catch any games today or this week. Yeah, no, I, I've been kind of, uh, I kind of missed the boat on that one too. I, I haven't watched any games in probably like, I don't know, about a week. Yeah, same. And, uh, How's Canucks Army gonna? Well, you know they're they they they're fine. Like I have other guys on the right, right, right on the right. post games and stuff, so I don't really have to pay that close attention. Luckily, right. Um, biggest story this week, I guess, is uh, Canucks signed Nicholas. a, but yeah, I think signed a uh, NCAA player, um, twenty four year old named Mark Michaelis. I think is how you pronounce I think, it. I think I think it was Mike. Uh, Mark Mark Marco. Wait. M- Michael, Michael, Michael Markle, <laughs> Michael Markle, Megan Markle's brother. <laughs> That's why she's moving out Mike, to the west. It was, it was Mike. It was, uh, it was Mike McArdle, <laughs> the guy who does the uh, the human interest stories on Global News. Anyway, um, <laughs> or it's the brother uh, of Kendall McArdle, uh, former yes. banker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like everyone's been pretty positive about the Mark Michaelis signing, just because they got completely burned on the Zach McEwen signing. Yeah, I that I definitely was because I was like, okay, the I mean, I didn't I, the Zach McEwen thing was sort of before my time, so I didn't really right. I didn't really have that much of an opinion on it, but I get like roped in with Jeremy because Jeremy wrote it, and um, he was very very like harsh on it, and ultimately like. I'm kind of of the opinion that, like, who cares because Zach McEwen's, like, a fourth liner, so missing out on him is really not the end of the world. But at the same time, it's also kind of – it showed me that, like, freaking out about a contract slot is, like, just not worth it because if you are wrong, it just looks like you overreacted so much. But, I mean, I don't know. The only time it matters is if, like, this is the exactly 50th contract – and then yes, you missed out ex- on a guy on waivers, but then also you missed out on a guy on waivers. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Um, Michaelis is 24, so he's kind of got to be ready like right now. But his numbers are okay. Jeremy sent me the PGPS, and he doesn't really have any comparable players just because like it's rare for 24-year-olds to play in the NCAA yeah, in general. Right. But his numbers from like the three years before that were all around like the 10% range which is pretty reasonable for uh an ncaa signing Uh and like his point totals are good so i I don't know i don't have like a huge opinion on it but it seems fine i mean my opinion is that's crazy that uh one jeremy ronick works with you and knows fancy stats (laughs) like that's crazy uh he's kind of in hot water in the news recently though so i don't know about uh (laughs) that's true um yeah he he admitted that uh that he plays, that he wants to play cards with uh, Travis Green, <laughs> which is really funny because him and Travis Green were both involved in that weird, like, illegal gambling ring with Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> and Operation he just tweeted Slap about Shot. it. I mean, so I guess with the greatest sports stars of the '90s being involved in gambling, I yeah. have no idea because like Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky were yeah, both doing that's true. bad gambling shit. Jeremy Jeremy Yager, yeah, Jeremy Yager was yeah. a big uh, gambling <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, the second biggest story, um, and a lot of you are probably ahead of me on this one. You're probably wondering hey, why we haven't got to it yet, is uh, Brock Besser has returned from injury. Yeah, that was So quick, uh, eh? that's a nice little boost for them. Yeah, it was quicker than I was expecting, too. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how it's gonna uh, affect them through their through their stretch of games here, but I mean, having uh, having Toffoli and uh, Besser back in the lineup is you know definitely a big bolster to the top six. Should help their playoff efforts. And I mean, if they get Markstrom back soon, like. I, there's a decent chance they're in, right? There, there's a decent right. chance, guys, that the, the Canucks are good. Ooh, should we do our segment, Are the Canucks Good? Elliot, what do you think? I mean, I don't know about the team as a whole, because like for a while I've been you know, not really a fan of the team, but so much as the individual players on the team. Fair. And one thing that I thought about the game on Friday against Colorado is that like I've heard nothing about Kale McCarr's game on that night. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only assume Quinn Hughes is just a shoo-in for the Calder. At this I point. should hope so, yeah. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't watched any games recently. Like I uh, have, have you guys been? Well, Jackson, you haven't caught up. And no, I I, I re- like it's really bad, obviously, because I'm you know I'm in charge of things over at Canucks Army, and I, yeah. I really haven't been watching at all. I've been frankly, I've been barely paying attention. Like, is it just me, or does it seem like nothing has happened? Like, it seems like yeah, it, it seems, seems like, like nothing is really at all. slow news week. Um, yeah, like I like are you are are they in the All Star break right now? Uh, no, the 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 season actually got suspended because oh, of wait for 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 what? Because of COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen is that like a Russian hockey player or something? No, like the coronavirus. Yeah. Ilya, <laughs> the Ilya COVID. That... <laughs> that's that's in that's in Ilya China. COVID, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jackson. That's in that's in China. Like. The Red Star Dragons of uh, Shanghai, like they're <laughs> yeah, they're fucked. My fa- my my fantasy is fucked by this. Okay, cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we we managed to make that no, work that for, for a pretty long good. time. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I, man. I <laughs> when we were getting into like when you started mentioning like. A uh, twenty-four-year-old, and you started getting into his stats. I like, I dis, <laughs> I disassociated for a moment. So, how are you boys uh, making out through this? Uh, oh yeah. So, I actually oh, making out story. All the There's time, no man. hockey anymore. It's done. It's probably season's There's probably no canceled. There's no we, anything anymore. Yeah. We did it. The uh, is gone. That's true. I was, you know, I know that it's extreme, but I saw how close the Canucks were to the playoffs, <laughs> and uh, I just had to release a virus in Wuhan, China <laughs> just to make sure it, I had to, I was pulling out all the stops. I saw that, uh, that they had dropped down to ninth place. And I put that call into the league office and I just said, <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> and, uh, look, is canceling the season extreme, uh, to be proven right about the JT Miller trade. Yes. But, uh, okay, I am strong start- and you are weak. So, <laughs> Can we start off with that? This is the first thing that happened when the league was over. I immediately was like, fuck. What does this mean for the JT Miller trade? <laughs> what does this mean for you with the, with the JT Miller trade? <laughs> yeah. I definitely remember like the second thing after that. Yeah. The first thing after the tur- season was suspended was you and Justin arguing about what this means for your bet. Yeah. 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 And we still really didn't like, I don't know. Like, I, I remember when, because I said, um, I said to him, okay, so just for the listeners at home that aren't aware, I bet Justin $50 that 
the Canucks would miss the playoffs this year and next year. And if so, you're listening, uh, later on, $50 now equals uh, like $1 because the economy <laughs> is just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say $50 isn't up to buy like four pallets of toilet paper in our, <laughs> or sorry, four boxes of toilet paper in our post-apocalyptic universe that we all live in when someone finds this on like some sort of antique <laughs> retro I don't know gramophone yeah. <laughs> but it's in the future so it's still an SD card. Um I so so we were arguing about basically like what are we what happens with the playoffs which that's so quaint because now I don't know about you guys but I am fully on like there will be no finish to the season. Hell no. I, I doubt I, it. I think There's this no is way. it. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah. Um it's and so so what I'm wondering is like does this mean they missed the playoffs? Like, or does it mean they made the playoffs? Like, and I don't think anyone really knows yet. Um, and you know, I was basically saying like, should we just declare it? I was, I was asking, should we declare this void because of just the weirdness? And now whatever the results are, it's not gonna, it's not going to really reflect the spirit of the bet. And, um, oh, we're still talking about the bet. Okay. <laughs> Justin, no, it, Justin, Justin just kind of like hand waved it and was like, well, I'm sure they'll do points percentage or whatever. And I was like, I don't know that you are taking this as, as seriously as I am, but I have no idea what the status of that bet is. But as far as it affects the Canucks, I do think that like it's going to be really interesting to see what the conditions on that pick are now, like how they work, because if there's no season... Yeah. Then did they do they automatically forfeit the twenty twenty one pick or what? What if like, they're what if what if Benning put in a condition that's like not out there, but it's like if there's a global pandemic that cancels the league, <laughs> you have to send the pick back. Oh man. I hope we start seeing more insane conditions like that. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we just traded uh Adam Gaudet for a sixth and a conditional seventh. The seventh is if a meteor strikes the earth and causes th- <laughs> at least three games to be missed. <laughs> at least three games. Uh, that's now, now I'm imagining Chris Pronger next to, or Brennan Shanahan next to like the NHL Wheel of Justice, trying to see out, like, <laughs> figure out how many games are suspended. I thought you were going to say, like, the Wheel of Apocalypses. <laughs> He's just like, and coronavirus. Who had coronavirus? It's like spinning the big wheel. It's the big it's the big wheel of the Canucks spin where a lot of them say you get the first overall pick, but one of them says there's gonna be an apocalypse. And... <laughs> yeah, it's the that, it's the it's the wheel with Gilbert Perot and Dale Talon exactly. on it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they spin if it. If it's a one, and... it's an apocalypse. If it's an eleven, the Canucks yeah. <laughs> Pick first overall. They spit it and they're like, come on, Perot, Perot, Perot. <laughs> and then it's like Talon and they're like, okay, that's not so bad. And then it like hits again and it's like global pandemic. <laughs> Coronavirus. And they're like, fuck. <laughs> um How are you get how are you boys holding up through this so far? Let's get a let's get a vibe check. Okay, okay. Uh I because I'm a conspiracy theorist and I read Twitter every moment of the day, I saw this a lot like I expected something to be happening a lot faster than a lot of people at school. And I organized this huge event uh, this year, like some talent night and like 250 law students or like 200 law students in, in one theater packed booze is flowing. 
everybody's going to be hugging. Uh, not a lot of ventilation. And like a week out, I was like, this is not fucking happening. Like, I, I just saw what was happening in Italy. He's like, there's no fucking way. And so I slowly, slowly convinced people, like, hey, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta not do this. So I'm very happy that we did cancel it because right now I'd be freaking the fuck out yeah, days later. Yeah. Like, did yeah, I, yeah. did I, did I help spread it? Um, but otherwise, I've just been in my cave in Victoria. I haven't gone home yet. Um, I've been going up to Mount Tolmy in the back of my car and just chilling there with the, yeah, fair, with the door, with the door yeah. up. Uh, yeah, I'm slowly going insane. Fair. So emotionally, <laughs> how are you doing? Like, uh, I need to. A big part, a big chunk of my energies and thought is going into school right now because they haven't canceled finals yet, Ugh, and I'm extremely yeah. pissed about that. I think they they don't realize that by the time finals start in like mid April, people are going to be dying and like turned away from hospitals because we don't have enough respirators. So that's what's coming. Yeah. And I have to worry. I mean, about hopefully not, criminal... but yeah, <laughs> I, I have to worry about laws that are probably not going to exist in like six months. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so, yeah. How about, how about yourself, yeah, that, Elliot? That's me. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, started working from home. I think yesterday, but I've also completely lost track of, you know, Silly artificial concepts like what day it is, what time is. So yes, yes. I don't know. I I, I think I'm doing okay, but I feel like that could change rapidly. <laughs> You're working yeah. from home now. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I got laid off. Jackson, are you are you working from home? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm making sandwiches remotely. Um, <laughs> no, nah, we we all got laid off. Everybody at two percent except for the management. Um, and uh, huh. I'm. Uh, they have nothing to manage anymore. That's true. Yeah. yeah, they're they're gonna keep the doors open as long as they can, but they're it's they're running. It's like takeout only, and there there are like four employees total that work for the company right now. So like, nah. they're just it's mostly a formality. Um, yeah. But uh, I like I feel kind of bad saying this, but. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna pull I Bruce? feel awesome. <laughs> like I'm doing great. I'm having a staycation. <sighs> I'm gonna get to collect EI. I get paid to do nothing, which is great. Ja- Jackson drinking... right now, by the way, is wearing red sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm on vacation. Um, I'm uh, I'm drinking my white claws, which just came to BC um, yeah. or Canada, rather. Yeah, I mean, I I wish that. I could I, I kind of wish I felt worse because I feel like that's the normal thing and I feel like I'd probably be more relatable to the people in my life if I was doing poorly but I'm uh, I don't know maybe it just hasn't set in yet but I'm like I'm gonna watch I'm gonna finally finish The Sopranos I'm wow. gonna watch so nice. many movies I already signed up for uh, Crave so nice. I'm gonna get all the HBO's probably rewatch Righteous Gemstones um, oh yeah, Fuck. that's a good call. Oh, we yeah. should yeah, we should talk about what we got to catch up on. I also yeah. have to finish the Sopranos. I haven't finished it. Fair, yeah. Um, I just saw that all three Lord of the Rings are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Caitlin's never seen them. Oh what? man, so so it's like yeah, we need to watch these movies because you know, they're amazing. extremely 
like my young adulthood. <laughs> well, Jake, Jake, we know Jake for Tannen's joining you on that right now. I was gonna say, you know who else is <laughs> yeah. watching? Uh, who else is watching um, Lord of the Rings right now? Is Jake for Tannen? Yeah. Um, this has given rise to some pretty fun content from uh, yes from NHLers, both intentionally and unintentionally. Um, there was I can pull some of it up uh, if you give me some time, but I think the let's start with the the like best <laughs> one, which was that uh, video. Right? No, I haven't fucking watched the Kachuk. Thing. <laughs> I won't. I will never watch anything that involves the Kachuks. Uh, I saw that I didn't know what it was. I saw that it got sent to the DM, and then someone uh, mentioned, like, "Oh, hey, it's the guy you hate." Yeah, and I was like, oh, "Okay, great, Kachuk." Not watching that. Um, I'm part of the reason why I'm doing so well is because I have embraced, uh, you know, serenity in my life and I'm not doing anything that stresses <laughs> me out. And so no Kachuk content for me, but the, uh, the Elias Pedersen golf video. That's so funny. It's so That's funny. So cute. I loved that. I think it really like, I always knew that Elias Pedersen like had a great personality and was yeah, really funny, a, a but sense of humor, yeah. this is this, in this one sense, this season pause or cancellation uh, may be a gift for showing us just how funny he is yeah. because he's been off for like a week and he's already uh, just posting some fire content on the TL. Um, for those of you that haven't seen it yet, it's essentially just uh, Elias Pettersson doing a bunch of golf trick shots and the same shot of a golf ball landing in a glass of water over and over again. Regardless, no, really is a testament to his consistency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of if he biffs the shot. Forehand, backhand, he can do anything. There's one where he uh there's one where he puts the bottle on top of like or he puts the um ball on top of like an Evian bottle and then basically like doesn't hit it. He like hits the Evian bottle and then it still just cuts to it going into the glass of water. Uh, I really hope he did that all himself because it's so funny. Because like you have you can't you don't see that with any other Canucks in the past. So I think it I think it really is all him. I uh yeah fair. Um, I mean like I assume like Quinn helped him film it. Probably. Wait, did they live? Yeah. Wait, sorry. So I don't I don't know this. Do they live together? I honestly have no idea. I don't actually you're right. I don't think they do. I, okay. I don't think I got to be real though. I, I don't, don't think, think any Canucks any... actually live together, right? Oh, I was going to say I don't think any hockey players are actually practicing social distancing right now. <laughs> cuz cuz there's a general like I hate to I'm not I'm not trying to be all like Malthusian here about this, but like it certainly seems like there is a a sort of intelligence cap on like how seriously you take this. And it seems like some it seems mostly like the people who aren't taking this seriously happen to be just very stupid in general. And um I mean as we've already established on the show multiple times, the NHL is kind of full of dumb guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been your guys' favorite yeah. thing to come out of this so far? Any any anything that like comes to mind? Um, One thing that definitely comes to mind is uh, what listener in front of the show, Kirk Anderson, described as the extremely cameo content of <laughs> Beth, of Bo Horvat, Elias Pettersson, and Tyler Myers telling everyone to stay inside. Yes, very just good. Chill out. Yeah, um, I just have. It's just so bad. 
Oh yeah, and they're all doing it too. Um, like one one thing that's been really interesting about this, and I think it's probably what we're going to spend like most of the episode on, is seeing how much the idea of there just being no hockey, and not in a way that we've seen before, has totally melted everyone's brain that's in hockey. Um, just as a side note, I, I also really am enjoying. Uh, Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson's solidarity goatees. Um, I think I think Quinn. Yeah, that's Quinn P- Hughes, that's Petey joining Quinn on that. Yeah, I think Quinn Hughes has always had the the little scruff or whatever, but uh, it makes me feel better about my facial hair because I now only have like the third <laughs> worst facial hair in uh, in British Columbia. So <laughs> that's nice. Quinn um, has never had a smooth neck in his life. <laughs> he was born with a with just like a couple of scragglers on his chin. <laughs> he does kind of just look like a slightly hairy baby, so I suppose that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it catching fire when he keeps smoking babies. That makes no sense. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't. Just try to smoke it through his like the bottom of his face. Um. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of those. I know Blake Wheeler did one. Um I haven't watched any of them because like don't get me wrong, I like hockey, but I'm not the kind of person who like needs it needs it to feel sane. Um in fact, I had kind of I had reached a point uh you know, kind of 3 quarters of the way through the season where it was quite the opposite and it was driving me completely nuts. Yeah, so yeah. I I haven't really been consuming any of that content because it doesn't really uh, do it for me. But I have been uh, kind of seeing the the media side of things, everyone melting down uh, on that front. There's been a couple good ones. We already mentioned the uh, Jeremy Roenick thing, which I think uh, maybe deserves like a slight bit more um, (laughs) of an investigation into that. Maybe we could have, uh, was it Mal who, yeah, we should have Mal on to talk about that. That would be great. Sure. We're like, guys, like we have nothing. I mean, well, Elliot has a, has a job still. Jack Jackson has various sunglasses to put on on right. uh, the staycation. But like we could we could we could record more. Oh, 100 uh, percent. Yeah, we are the least yeah. um, we are the like out of all the hockey podcasts in the world. Ours is maybe the least contingent on hockey actually taking place. So, yeah. That's yeah, good. This is mostly because the show hasn't existed for long enough, and there's a huge backstory of nonsense that no one else talks about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. We need there, to cover. there's too much culture. This is a culture podcast. That's right. Yeah, yes. Like, but like we have we have lots of time now to potentially do more weird episodes. Yeah, so if you've got any early. suggestions. Um please, yeah. I have this one random thought by the way. This this oh, yeah. this fits nowhere. But it'd be great if the league suddenly was forced back at some point through this all and the players had no notice of it. And so they were just all fat. <laughs> I hope that happens. That'd be great. <laughs> They've all got their, like corn 15 or whatever the fuck people are talking about. <laughs> That's really it's good. Just, it's just the fat playoffs. Do you guys remember when that happened to Keith Kachuk? Like after the lockout, he showed up to... He showed up to training camp like looking like current Keith Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember that? It was amazing. I, I no, I oh, don't. Yeah. But he's always uh, he, he's always kind of looked like that to me. <laughs> Fair, yeah. I'll yeah. see if I can find like uh, 
Uh, I'll see if I can find like a news story or something because um, it did happen. Yeah, Keith Kachuk training Tikachuk camp. What ethnicity is that? Overweight. La does Cap Geek tell you what uh, ethnicity players? <laughs> <laughs> Cap Caliper Geek. <laughs> oh man! Just for phrenology. <laughs> Caliper Geek. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, okay. I, I, this is an impromptu reading series. I have not read this before. But do you guys want me to read the uh, an article from 2005 posted by the CBC? called Kachuk finally weighs in for blues. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a great headline. That's yeah, go for it. Okay. Give us the best bits. Keith Kachuk finally made it to the ice for the St. Louis Blues. After doing virtually nothing during the NHL lockout, he showed up to training camp 25 pounds overweight and was suspended September 16th for failing a physical. Good for him. It's the lockout. It's your it's your strike. Well, actually, yeah. no, yeah. lockouts are not strikes. They're the owners doing it. Yeah, but it's kind of similar. Um, this wait, wait, is really... Wait, wait one, one, one sec. Why do we call it lockouts in the NHL? Because lockouts are when the owners strike. The players have always agreed to play without a, like, play without a CBA. Oh, really? Like, the players have always said, we'll play under the previous CBA while we hammer out the new one. Right, right, right. And then the ownership is always like, no, we're getting okay. a new CBA. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Totally. I, um, I'm, I am excited for a lockout to happen so that I have, so that I, now that I've taken labor law, that I can, like, actually comment it. on it. Because I, I, yeah. I don't know anything about, about how lockouts work. No, me neither, and they're really. Like the, they're, like, the definite, like, combination of the things I like reading about. This is the... Uh like the closest thing we've ever had to the, the closest thing we've ever had to what's going on right now was the 0506 lockout. So I guess it's uh, appropriate that I would be reading this, but there's some, uh, yeah. it's, it's very, it's very short. I'll just read the entire thing. Um, Go for it. <laughs> okay. So uh, he showed up to training camp, 25 pounds overweight and was suspended September 16th for failing a physical. <laughs> I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. Kachuk said, <laughs> But I'm telling you right now, if you watched me skate today, I'm definitely prepared now. <laughs> I'm just picturing him like, you know, boy, like, it sure takes him a long time to get up to speed. But, oh, when he gets there, he's like a <laughs> runaway freight train. <laughs> Wait, so this is the training camp before the lockdown season or after? After. So okay, like, so he just see. spent a year, like <clears throat> hockey got canceled and then he was like, oh, I guess I'll just do nothing for a year. And he gained 25 pounds. <laughs> One of the most interesting things with the lockout is doesn't it like extend Tabertuzzi's suspension technically? So he's like, do that they factor that in? That was a big storyline. I don't remember what actually happened though. Because well, he's like, oh, I'm the longest or he's the longest suspended player ever because you can tack the year onto it. Yeah, he they did I think shorten his suspension because of the lockout. That was my oh right 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 yeah right. Um, he looked really good. Said Captain or Captain Dallas Drake said, "I have no idea who Dallas Drake is." Did you know there was a? <laughs> I, I I remember that, that player very well. Up. Yeah, I, I can't wait for the next mystery novel that he is the hard boiled <laughs> detective in. <laughs> The fact that um the fact that da- that like there was a player named Dallas Drake 
on the St. Louis Blues, who was also the captain during an era where, like, I watched hockey a lot and I don't know who he is, is such an indication that, like, nobody ever thinks about the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> uh, I can definitely hear Dallas Drake's we- name in a Jim Houston voiced over 2004 NHL game. Like, like I, I know this Fair, for yeah. sure that existed, but, but I could never tell you what team he played for. Except now, 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 yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, we had a pretty short practice, but I thought he looked really good. Good enough that the league's second highest paid player might even make it into the wow. Blues season opener on October 5th. Con- contracts were wild this back then. Spilt- pre 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 <laughs> salary cap about- contracts, man. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about... um. <laughs> About fake names. Okay. <laughs> Coach Mike Kitchen, Kitchen, Mike Kitchen? Yep. said the team <laughs> said the team was kind of leaning towards dressing Kachuk in the opener. A lot of it will be how comfortable he is on the ice, Kitchen said. The NHL Players Association had filed a grievance on his behalf after the suspension. That rules <laughs> that the NHLPA was like, look, you can't suspend somebody for me. <laughs> It's in the season. Uh, Kachuk, who led the Blues with 33 goals and 71 points in 03-04, wouldn't say if he deserved it, but he managed to pass a physical Thursday morning. We've got to move forward, he said. That's two weeks ago. It's over, and I'm here now. Wait, he lost 25 pounds in two that's weeks. That's insane. That's not... That's, that's what it sounds that's like. That's not a thing. I'm sure that's yeah, not that what happened. He probably lost, like, 15. But uh, that's crazy that in two weeks he went from being 25 pounds overweight to being, like suitable to play was there not like didn't one of the Sedins show up to training camp like 10 or 12 pounds overweight once and then just like immediately lost it I, I, yeah uh their rookie year i think rookie year oh, crazy. i feel i feel like yeah, there was one so. like more recently than that um that was brought up in one in if one it, of these like uh city and retirement articles that yeah yeah it was uh, kevin bxa brought it up but it was real early in their career. Oh, okay okay like real early yeah oh, okay yeah it might have been. It might have been. Uh, it might have been after the lockout. But I don't know. They they were known for being like super well conditioned. Yeah. For like yeah. yeah, the last like ten years of their career. So it had to be quite a while ago. Mm. Um, for for sure. Hey, can, hey, can you guys give me thirty Just, seconds to read out <clears throat> random uh, player names from the two thousand three two thousand four NHL season? I just uh yes, but can I can I just finish this? <laughs> okay. It's this is literally this is literally like the three names in this are made up Sweet. because this okay. this is the last okay. one. We wanted him back, general manager Larry Plo said. <laughs> we need him back. He can be a heck of a player in this league. I'm Mr. Plo. That's my name. My name again. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Plo. <laughs> uh that's funny. Uh it's nice to have our big guy back in the lineup, added kitchen. Um and that's it. Uh <laughs> This is what our episodes are going to be like from now on, just so you know. It's going to just be wall-to-wall making fun of guys' names. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just – I wanted to like – Yeah, until I write an entire screen or radio play about Dallas Drake <laughs> solving a mystery in like <laughs> – whatever the radio yeah, what play equivalent <laughs> of a film noir is. I don't think it's film it's, anymore. It's so funny because I, um, I watched uh, – or I like – I watched a lot of hockey back in – in this era, but I, but I had like a normal healthy fans relationship with it. So I didn't fucking know who the coaches or the general managers are. And so now I hear the names of coaches and general managers that didn't go on or that weren't part of the Canucks. And I'm like, that's made up. That's not a real person. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, guys, 
Guess this hockey player. He played 16 games for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Three goals, two assists. <laughs> he was minus five. <laughs> what's his uh, What's his number? Can you give me his number at least? Um. Oh, it doesn't show. Oh, that's slam. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. If I open up his if I open hockey up his ref, will have his number. And what yeah. year? He- I, I'm. He that year he probably wore. Oh, he wore number 19. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Ramsey Abid. <laughs> oh, I remember Ramsey Abid. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Just uh, Ramsey Abid. Roxy Fever. I know that name. I don't know it's why. gonna until until the vaccine comes out. This is what we're doing for eighteen months. <laughs> The show is just going to be, is very literally going to be Let's Remember Some Guys. Um, okay. Aaron Asham. Okay. Could you at least, uh, now I'm curious, can you pull up the uh, the 0506 uh, uh, St. Louis Blues roster? Sure. By the way, we actually have relevant things to talk about. We're just trying to fill time. Oh, absolutely. Before we absolutely. get to that. And we're just having Because I'm planning time. to put it at the end. Yeah, where where the fuck do you do you have to be, right, listener? Huh? Yeah, that's right. Okay, St. Louis Blues, two thousand five, two thousand six. They finished. You're currently in social isolation. Here. This is the closest thing you have to human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> We're your only friends right now. Um, other people on the roster? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. wow. So, okay. so where? How did Kachuk oh, do that? Oh, this is a good name. Oh. How did Kachuk do do this this season? <laughs> One sec. He was backup goalie. Oh man. He went four ten and one. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Jason Bakashawa. <laughs> oh I don't remember him. That's a good name though. Um, I'm laughing so hard right now. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. So so uh, did how how did Kachuk do that year? He was sixth for scoring or for points. Wow, that's not very good. Pretty yeah, he had thirty-six uh, points. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Somebody uh, really was out of shape. Am I right, folks? That's not really a joke, but I I phrased it like it was. Wow. Well, he had 36 points and he played 41 games that year. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a little bit Elliot. more sense. He was, he, he, uh, he, he was injured <laughs> participating in a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> he had esophageal bruising. <laughs> Upper body injury. Yeah. <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck is this team? They had okay, Stemiak, Dennis Weidman, and shit. Someone else that was funny. Eric Weinrich. They oh, Eric oh, Weinrich. Yeah. 39 oh, year Eric Weinrich skating around. Was Eric? that the year? Was that the year that he got traded to us? He must have been, yeah. Or that might have been 04. It was. No, no, it was the 05 06 because it was the Sedin year. Huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to oh, pull I- it up now because I'm, I'm curious. Doug, Doug Waits, Lee Stempniak. Uh, oh, I just missed a really good one. Dennis Weidman, who's always funny. There you go. <laughs> Aaron, hey, Aaron if anybody, am I am I right or uh, is was the wide man uh, Kachuk that season? <laughs> eh? Am I right, folks? <laughs> hey, I always hear the Macklemore lyric, um, like Dennis Rodman. I've got a rod, man. With with Dennis. <laughs> I want to see Dennis Wideman because it's like Dennis Wideman. I'm a wide man. <laughs> My man wide. <laughs> okay, last last name that I 
Jeff Wojtka. Oh, good one. Yes. Very, very good. Oh, uh, God. Uh, well, that was good. That was a nice little uh, trip down memory lane. Oh, Barrett Jackman played that year. I wonder if that was the year. I wonder how many years he or how much uh, he played prior to that. Because he won the Calder. Which Jackman really won the Calder, I think, in the year that. I think in 0203. Oh man, you missed some good some um, good names in here, especially down at the bottom. Yeah. Um Steve Palpst and <laughs> Andy Roach. Oh yeah. Yeah, Andy Roach. I saw that. That's good. Oh, and Mike Zigamanis. Oh, Mike Zigamanis is a is yeah, that's a classic yeah. one. Um anyway. Patrick Lulim. Um that was that was <sighs> our let's remember some guys segment. Um <laughs> I guess like the 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 most I, the the most like pressing sort of Roxy Fever style story, which kind of uh, honestly came and went um, without a much fanfare, was the um, the <laughs> that brief sort of period there where it wasn't clear if the arena employees were going to get paid <laughs> or not. Um, right. right, right, absolutely. I don't know how much you guys followed that. You know, not as much as I thought I would, just because it was the beginning of the pandemic uh, on this side. So pretty low stakes uh, in comparison <laughs> yeah. to other things I that are happening. Yeah, bit just because there were some people really showing their asses on it. But well, yeah. yeah, that was what was most interesting about it, and it it is worth noting that. Um, so obviously, with the season uh, being suspended, postponed, possibly canceled, um, um, the big sort of story that followed was basically the efforts to uh, make sure those in arena employees were paid where that they were able to get um, money that they would theoretically rely on to survive yeah, and some in arena to... employees like uh, Jacob Markstrom we've been talking about <laughs> trying to get him paid for a long time now <laughs> Ayo. Um, I'm just going to um, I'm just going to follow up on a thread by uh, Twitter user Bonks Mullet, who is um, a classic, classic, Radic, <clears throat> Radic Bonk, one of the great um, guys. One, yeah, just yeah, one of the great uh, hockey names. Um, so he has the running list of teams that are paying their um, are paying their arena employees. So I'm just going to look at it just to make sure I have my facts correct. So just give me a second here. Sure. Uh, just while I uh, while I look for that, one thing that I thought was funny was because uh, I'm scrolling through his Twitter feed right now, and he's an Ottawa Senators fan. And um, through this entire uh, process of of the season being canceled and and all that, like, for, it must be so funny as an Ottawa Senators fan because it's such a this might as well happen thing for the way their franchise has gone <laughs> over the past few seasons. But um, he yeah, posted about a fan of NHL hockey because of, you're a fan of the Ottawa senators. Yeah. 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 Um, so <laughs> this is follow from like this year of nonsense that <laughs> the season ends because of Spanish flu 2.0. <laughs> so, well, so it's like a monkey's claw situation for sure. <laughs> Like, yeah. how, how do we get how do we get rid of Eugene Melnick and this happens? <laughs> uh, I'm imagining the guy or the group who put together that billboard to say whatever like Melnick out fuck Melnick or whatever Melnick out yeah. Um, he's probably concocting some campaign to like 
Eugene Melnick, you have won a prize. Please find the box at... And he just tries to send him to, like, a nursing home. Where... <laughs> <laughs> what can I see? You have won a send... free... You have won a free trip to Wuhan province. In China. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, God. Just lure him to the Lynn Valley Care Center. <laughs> Parody. Oh, God. Satire. Parody. Um, oh, God. We're so fucked. The, uh, uh, no, but he just mentioned how if any team was going to end up with a player with coronavirus, it would be the Ottawa Senators. Well, wasn't everybody's reaction when like that news came out? Everybody was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It ended up being yeah. Nikita Zaitsev. So that's so far the only player we know of that has it. But, like, I think, I mean, the NHL couldn't even contain a, like, disease that's not supposed, that people aren't supposed to get anymore um, a few years ago when everybody got the mumps. <laughs> like, how are they going to contain a, like, novel yeah. virus? The NHL the NHL doesn't protect their stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't Sidney didn't didn't Sidney Crosby get the yeah. mumps? Yeah, he yeah. did. No, he didn't get the mumps. He just did an interview where he had like a cantaloupe size. He looked like Quagmire from Family Guy. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, clearly the Penguins didn't have enough enforcers <laughs> to protect their stars. So. Um, yeah, they should have let Matt Cook retire. So he stopped. <laughs> so he stopped uh, updating at twenty-seven out of thirty-one. But I, I, uh, it is. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm my understanding is that every team has basically stepped up and provide some sort of provided some sort of uh, emergency relief for their arena employees, except the Boston Bruins, which is so perfect because like that's the only way the, the Boston Bruins could be more the villains of the NHL is to also have like the worst owner that won't give anyone any money <laughs> i believe it's mark jacobs who owns uh who owns the the brands no uh it's uh jeremy jacobs jeremy jacobs mark, jacobs mark jacobs is, is, a, a, is a clothing brand, brand. Yeah, thank you yeah thank <laughs> you yes um yeah uh jeremy jacobs is one of those guys who i knew even before i had politics was a terrible owner fair yeah um yeah. i just kind of always knew that I don't know, but Boston's in a, you know, uh, prayers up for Boston. You know, they're dealing with Brady leaving. <laughs> we, you know, they are definitely uh, way more upset about Brady. I would say this is the biggest tragedy. Yeah, yeah, Brady. Yeah. Brady leaving is a much bigger tragedy than than the global pandemic for them. I I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I would say, I would say Tom Brady leaving is the biggest tragedy in Boston in at least eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine getting bought like Boston Strong as a hashtag going <laughs> because of Brady? <laughs> Did you guys see Dave Portnoy's thing? Yeah, I saw him his video like a week or two ago. Yeah, where he was talking about how they just should, in total denial. Like, well, okay, so he posted a video. I don't know if it's that one or the one uh, or a different one that he posted later, but he was basically <laughs> like his whole thing was he was basically like, look. If you want people to stop going out to bars, just shut them down. Nobody's going to do it unless unless you shut them down. Like, um, and he was like, "I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm not going to be the only person staying at home when everybody else is going out like a weirdo." And my favorite thing that he said was, "Like a weirdo." Yeah, and, and my my favorite thing that he said was like, um, 
I bought some toilet paper today. I don't even need toilet paper. I just bought it because it was hard yeah. to get your hands on it, and I just wanted to feel something, <laughs> or like something like that. I'll 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 like pipe the audio in uh, if I can, if I can uh, get a hold of it. Okay, emergency press conference. Coronavirus. We got a state of emergency. Quarantine city. Sports totally canceled. And here's the debate now that's raging. We got young people. I'm going to say young people, I don't know, 42 and under. Uh, they're still going out. They don't give a fuck about this quarantine. Go on social media, St. Patrick's Day. We got people swapping spit, drinking out of each other's cans, dancing, laughing, having the time of their lives. In New York, I walked down the street, restaurants still fucking busy, packed. And now people get mad. Be like, what the fuck? Are we trying to quarantine? Is this coronavirus a real thing? What the fuck's going on? I go to CVS today to buy uh, reduced bad Cheez-Its. Didn't have them. They did have one thing of toilet paper left. I fucking bought it. Don't even need toilet paper. Just fucking exhilarating to have something that's like gold. It's like, ah, I got toilet paper. Felt fucking great. I don't even know why I bought it. For all I know right now, I'm noodle. I could have the big C. I love that Stanford email. Like, if you're going to hold your, like, hold your breath for 10 seconds, you don't have it. Some people are saying it's a Nigerian prince email. Some people are saying it's real. So I don't have it. At least I don't think I have it. Maybe I'm a carrier. Would I not go out? No, I would 100% go out. This is what's driving me crazy. People get mad saying no one should go out. Then shut down the entire fucking city for three weeks. But young people are going out. Restaurants are open. Lots of bars are open. Things are open. People are partying. They're having a good time. And guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. Either shut down everything or shut down nothing. But you can't shame it. Because who... Like, what am I going to be the only idiot not going out when everybody my age demo is going out acting like the big C is a fraud? Is it a fraud? Don't know. Rudy Cabrera, they look fucking fine when I have it. Donovan Mitchell look like he's having the time of his life playing video games. Tom Hanks, smiling. If you're under 60, I think Corona is like maybe a mild flu at best. If you're over 60, health complications, major problem. People are saying we're going to overwhelm the healthcare system. All these young people are carrying it, running around like, you know, there's not a care in the world. Well, then fine. Shut it down. I have no problem if this, people know more than me. If it's that serious an issue, shut everything down. But don't sit on social media and be like, how are these young people going out? How are they going out? Because everything's fucking open and everybody's going out. And I'm not going to be the asshole. And I'm not going to tell you to be the asshole who sits home is the only person under 45 quarantining themselves. Nobody's going to do that. It's either going to be all or none. Because I don't care. If people are going out, I'm going out. They're not having fun if I'm not having fun. So don't socially shame people. It's up to legislatures. It's up to the government. If you want to totally quarantine it, I'll play by the rules. But until then, I'm going to steal your toilet paper. That's what I'm going to do. It's just it's just uh, a video of him. And in the back, you can see his, uh, his girlfriend with the soul <laughs> cycle instructor. <laughs> was, there was an article that I think uh, Bray spelled in from Puridon shared of like uh or commented on about like, uh i'm stuck in i'm socially isolated with my wife and his and her boyfriend <laughs> uh, that's funny um wouldn't it be funny if like um if uh dave portnoy was like you know like he's he's trying really hard to he showed in the video that he was like trying really hard to to get people to like shut it down because he doesn't know what to do and i was just thinking it'd be funny mm-hmm. if um, the reason for that is because he heard some places were shutting down gyms and he was like, ah, they'll shut down the soul cycle place. <laughs> Got to do it. Um, so I've had kind of a hard time with this whole like arena employee thing because I'm basically just not smart enough 
um, to really know uh, what it, like what they're doing and how it works. Um, but it seems like they're basically doing an EI top up. Where I think different places are doing different things. That's what the Canucks are doing, though. Okay. Um, yeah. Which which took a while to announce, and I spoke. I actually spoke to an arena employee who DM'd me on condition of anonymity and said, "You know, this and is seventh. This is what they're doing." <laughs> 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 and they uh, they basically said, "You know, here's what they're doing," and I was like, "Oh, that's that's weird because that." Okay, so what the Canucks initially did is they released. First of all, it it wasn't clear if they were going to pay their employees at all, right? And then it was very much in Canucks fashion where the rollout took a while. Because first it wasn't clear if they were going to get paid at all. And then they sent they sent out a memo or a press release or whatever you want to call it. And it basically said, we are working on something that will be based on individual need. Which uh, was rightly just absolutely shouted down on Twitter by people being like, what the fuck does that mean? And also, like, just pay them. Like, yeah. what does? Who are you to decide what individual need is? And then uh, a, an employee DM'd me and said, well, you know, once they had it figured out, like, this is what they're doing, and it's basically what like the Habs and a couple other teams are doing. And um, I and I was like, oh, that's very strange that they biffed the press release so hard, like that they communicated that so poorly because. It could have very easily been a PR win for them if they had uh, just announced that they were doing what the Habs were going to do and providing an EI top up. And then uh, this person said, yeah, I got to be honest with you. This is pretty standard uh, communication from them, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. What did you guys think of that whole debacle? I don't know how closely you followed it, but. I followed it closely until it started to roll out, mostly because I got dragged into several very stupid Twitter fights about it. Oh, like what? Oh, like, I mean, obviously I was saying, like, they should pay their employees. Like, it doesn't cost them that much money. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And just people were just doing the typical, you know, well, that's Aquilini's money. It's bold of you to say how you would spend it if you were Aquilini. And it's like, well, yeah, but... Have you listened to our show? I also would never have that much money because I would probably not be a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's the old uh, Fran Lebowitz quotes, quote, uh, nobody makes a billion dollars or no one earns a billion dollars. They steal it. Um, yeah, for me, I, I, that general vein of thing. Gone to sure. Okay. Fair enough. I, I honestly did not know what was going on. I just saw, uh, my attention was a little bit more towards the way that uh, I'm happy that it didn't happen here for for hockey, but the way that in the NBA, like 19 year old basketball stars were like, "I will pay the yeah. Yeah. the the rest of the wages for the players." When you know, as always, like they're under civilian. Well, and that did happen. Yeah, and that did happen with a lot of NHL teams where oh, really? like the program included like the players making donations. Yeah. Um, which is really just stupid. Like, like this was really, and obviously if you follow, you know, if you follow politics at all, like this whole situation is really just laid bare that, you know, I'm sorry, but like all the things that socialists are constantly talking about mm-hmm. and complaining about are, are even, even if you aren't at the point yet where you could admit that we have the right solutions, we have certainly diagnosed the correct problems yes. and that they are as bad yes. as we say they are. And you are because... also taking our ideas and using them right now. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some, some of them. Uh, no, like that was, was definitely a thing that happened over the last couple of years for me. Was just being like, I don't know, like really what my politics are, but I definitely know that the socialists have the right idea of what to critique. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fair. It's, 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 it's very fair. I think that's kind of how it starts. Too. It's weirdly so much easier to be a socialist right now. I mean, it's become easier and easier in the last few years, but this mm, moment yeah. right now is like ast- astonishing to both be at like extreme fear and also validation, which is fair. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird emotion. Yeah, I can be terrified and feel like I'm right and everyone else is yeah. wrong. I'm very happy. Yeah. I mean, that's probably part of, that's probably why I'm feeling so great right now. Um, But (laughs) yeah, pass over some sunglasses, disinfected, but (laughs) it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting to see that sort of different responses. I mean, like personally, I'm of the opinion that like, I mean, some people pointed out that like, oh, well, nothing they do will ever be good enough for you. And I just want to say, yes, that's true. You, you are correct when you say that. Uh, when I hear that um, the that EI is going to cover 45% and that the Canucks are going to cover 50% so that they get 95% of what they're owed, uh, my response is to go, what about that last 5%? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I will say that in, in for the sake of fairness, um, the way the Aquilinis handled this was uh, not particularly out of line with how the other teams have handled it. No. So right. when people say that there were people who said like, oh, like people are, um, uh, well, they weren't really saying it the way I'm going to put it, but I'm going to be as generous as possible to them and say that uh, basically people were saying that they were individualizing the problem and singling out the Aquilinis for handling it poorly. And realistically, that is kind of true, because if you're going to critique how, aside from Jeremy Jacobs, who is absolutely, apparently just a complete goblin when it comes to paying Mm -hmm. people, um, that if you're going to critique it, you should critique how owners handled it on the whole, rather than focus on the Aquilini specifically. Um, But it was the the levels of ownership uh, simpery we saw... um, (laughs) While the, the Canucks slow road, yeah, it was previously unseen <laughs> levels of simping. Um, oh, I do also just want the to throw out there that simp- what PS was over a hundred. <laughs> uh, that was such a stretch. I love it. Um, yeah, that was too far. That's okay. The the S in PGPS stands for simp. Yeah, there we go. Um, the uh, yeah, so the. I did just want to add that the what happened in Calgary was hilarious where they announced that they weren't going to be paying anyone after just yeah. uh, cutting a huge check from the city for their uh, arena. their arena. That was a pretty like hard fought battle from what I understand, uh, because that was a, an interesting intersection of the two sort of like spheres that i follow on twitter with hockey and politics and i was getting different mm-hmm. sides of it and it seemed like it was really like a knockdown drag out fight so it was funny to see them be like no we're not going to pay anyone and then even in alberta like the fans the city of calgary absolutely flipped at that mm-hmm. to the point where um mm-hmm. oh what's her name is it kate jacobson from Alberta Advantage. Yeah, yeah. Um, Excellent podcast. Everybody will listen to it. Excellent, yes. Um, <laughs> she uh, she tweeted that basically 
there were that basically one of the like drive time radio DJs was essentially calling for a wildcat strike when the uh, <laughs> when, when the um, season starts back up because and, and he was because he basically said uh, like you know if I worked for the Calgary Flames I I would just not show up for work when the season starts yeah. back up and uh, <laughs> meanwhile like the ten leftists in Alberta are like hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, they ended up paying them. And I think they actually ended up being more generous in the way that they're paying them than uh, a lot of the teams that initially announced that they would be paying them uh, turned out to be. Um, And I I can't wait for everyone to learn the wrong lessons from that, which are that, oh, everyone just overreacted and, you know, you guys have to be patient and blah, 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 and not that, like, public pressure works. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that was one of the very dumb things that I saw was... People were trying to take a victory lap on us after Aquilini did come forward and say, okay, fine, we'll, we'll pay these people. And they're like, oh, so you guys all overreact over nothing when it's like, no, this means that cyberbullying no, it works. works. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Sorry, not cyberbullying. Don't cyberbully people. <laughs> Unless you're a Patreon subscriber, in which case you can cyberbully JD Burke one time a month. That's correct. For a low, low price yes. of $5 a month on our Patreon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Obviously, there's no way we can say whether or not they would have done this anyways. Right. But it certainly does not hurt that there were a lot of very, very vocal Canucks fans saying, fucking pay your employees, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just have to say that, I mean, we'll get to the Mona Lisa of takes about this in a second. But the one thing that I thought was, was really annoying was basically they took a while to to roll out their plan and again just in the interest of trying to be as reasonable as fair as possible um that may have been necessary that may have been what they needed to do um they may have been working out the kinks they may have been uh, i highly doubt it but again in the interest of being generous maybe they were trying to figure out like how how they could pay them the most amount of money possible and make sure to protect their jobs when they come back. I highly doubt it because those jobs aren't unionized and billionaires don't give a fuck about their workers. But let's pretend I live in the same fantasy world that you do. Um, But having said that, the fact that people were antsy to find out the details of that is uh, entirely reasonable given the Aquilini's history of activity in politics in Vancouver and yeah. how they treat their low wage workers specifically on the golden Eagle farm, which, yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting if we could somehow get these people who are mad about that to also be mad about the, keep, yeah. Yeah. To yeah. keep an eye on what's going to be happening with temporary foreign workers, what's going to be happening with their tenants. Like BC yes. has not passed anything to do with housing yet. Yeah, exactly. They not got yet, BC. No. They got, they got BC housing. Like, uh, we're recording on... Jesus, what day is it? <laughs> we're recording on uh, the 19th, on March 19th. 19th. Yeah. Right. Uh, of 2020. So this is on the old calendar for all of you listening. <laughs> <laughs> there's the Bel- there's the Brace Belden calendar that we're going to have. <laughs> I am a disciple now. Um, yeah, so keep, keep, like if you're, if you're one of... Uh, the people who yell at the Aquilinians, like also keep an eye on what they're, what they're going to do with housing uh, and with these foreign workers. 
yeah certainly because yeah. they they already they're a big fucking part of the reason why there's no rent control in bc anymore and yeah. they were instrumental in the efforts to abolish rent control in the 80s i believe we covered that on an older episode yeah i'm just hoping to god that like these okay today i, I on my way up to mount Tolme in victoria uh, where i chilled most of the day uh I, I was waiting for a bus to pass and it just said like everybody rides free on the front of it Mm-hmm. And it just made me so happy that I waved <laughs> to the bus driver <laughs> and he waved back. And like, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I love that shit so much. And, but I hope to God that when people see how easy it has been for the government to implement these things, that <laughs> yes. when the crisis is over, you better fucking keep it in. Cause there's, uh, everybody rides and... free is also my motto. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been great to see people kind of rallying around these ideas that probably should have been around in the first place, but mm. yeah, it is going to be interesting to sort of see how, um, the Aquilinis handle the, the housing element of it because yeah, their history is not, not so great mm. with that. And so I did just want to, um, I wanted to highlight a couple of things. There's one thing that I want to talk about that I guess we can, we can kind of close out with but first i did just want to read this one tweet from our old friend uh andrew walker at andrew walker 650 um this was uh on the this was on the 13th and it was kind of just before they were um announcing their it was just before they announced their that they were going that they had a plan to pay their employees anyways uh, and I love this because he says the hashtag Kanaka, which is literally uh, what Elliot has in his bio, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Kayaka oh, yeah. and Kanaka. <laughs> yeah. Um, the hashtag Kanaka aren't, refor- aren't refusing to comment to media. They're talking to Satyar Shah and making plans to help employees to be released when entirety of the situation is known. They're not on your timeline, yours in all caps. They're not trying to win the PR battle. And then this is my favorite part. Agendas, man, dot, dot, dot. Embarrassing. So two thoughts on this. Uh, One, the embarrassing thing here is to accuse people of having an agenda when they are simply concerned about whether or not very, very, who are likely to be very, very precarious, very poor workers are going to be able to make it out of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Not too worse for wear. And yeah. the second thing that I wanted to say is, speaking of embarrassing, um, Andrew, if you're listening, just because it is easy at your height to kiss Francesco Aquilini's ass does not mean that you are <laughs> obligated to do it. Well done. And um, number three, just because you slide into <laughs> DMs, please bleep that, doesn't mean you can hate all agendas, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's got to be where the agenda <laughs> thing comes from, right? That that word has been ruined for me by this goddamn app. Yeah, it 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 just bothers me a lot to see people using that. And and I will say like I'm glad that they that it's handled and that they handled it and you know, I I'm not going to I'm not going to praise them for it because it's just what like they they should do and they probably weren't being paid enough in the first place and now you are technically paying them less than they would have been paid in the first place, uh, even if it's only by 5%. But, like, I am glad that it's handled and that they're going to get paid. 
but I just really do not like seeing people take something that is very, very serious, very, very dear to my heart and using it to advance a uh, positivity or negativity storyline when that really just like does not have fucking the first thing to do with any of this. People don't dislike Francesco Aquilini because they like don't like his hockey decisions. I actually think in terms of being an owner, like he's been bad recently, but he was very good and supportive of Mike Gillis when the team was good. Yeah. He behaved yeah. fine for an NHL owner. That is not at the root of my dislike for Francesco Aquilini. It's the fact that his dad uh, tries to, you know, deprive workers of water until they fucking die of dehydration and that they don't fix their fucking buses on their farms. Like, that's why yeah. I don't like them. It has nothing How to do with How many days ago hockey. was that stupid fight about what was going on where, like, somebody was like, do you have proof that he, like, refused water from workers? Oh, God. Oh, it was know. the fridge guy. It was fridge guy. Remember that? <laughs> Did you remember? Of course fridge it was guy. fridge guy. <laughs> the guy, the guy who, who said... <laughs> oh, Come on, the fridge know, right? guy. And called like... me a pillow biter, which is one of the weirdest <laughs> homophobic slurs I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it was just hilarious. because Fellas, was... is it gay to have your produce be spoiled in the fridge because you didn't close it? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird because I was arguing or the little back and forth was happening and he was like, the guy is particularly mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's awful. <laughs> He's yeah. a hater. He's a hater. And then I was I was like, okay, what, what am I going to say back to him? And then I was like, wait a minute. Are you a fridge guy? <laughs> and I was just like delighted. I was like, it's you. And he's like, oh, I'm clearly living rent-free in your head. And it's like, uh, yeah, if you say something sufficiently weird to me, I will remember it. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could you not remember that? Like, that's not yeah. rent. That's not rent-free in your head. Like, this is the same thing that... Um, You're this paying is the same me thing rent. That- you gave me humor. <laughs> <laughs> you told me a really I'm funny joke, and I'm going to remember who you are. <laughs> this was the same thing that happened after um, we read the the Tedge thing about his baby and the boobs or whatever, oh, and no. that became kind of a meme. And he was like, "Oh wow, you guys keep bringing up this thing from." And it's like, "Yeah, it's fucking funny, but don't you understand <laughs> how funny. funny it is?" Like, <laughs> ah man, it's it it, it has been you know uh, increasingly over time. You just really do learn how few uh, people on Canucks Twitter have any sort of concept of irony. Yeah, um yeah 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 i i guess just one last thing to close out with you know that hockey's not going on right now and so it it seems only fair to talk about some other things that that might be affecting us and obviously uh if you listen to the show you're aware of our political leanings and um you know we've suffered a series of pretty disappointing losses and i know that uh some of you are probably feeling pretty down right now, but I feel very confident that someone will defeat Francesco Aquilini in the next uh, in the upcoming <laughs> rounds of Canucks Twitter's March Madness. <laughs> wow! Did not see that coming. Well done. That was fucking flawless. But this is why he gets to he gets to make the decisions, people. um no i did uh i mean that thing we 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 talked about it on a prior episode and it got cut and i was gonna release it for the patreon 
and I just basically forgot about it. And then it some time passed and I couldn't be bothered. But I think like, I don't want to be all like Bernie in 2016 about it, but I got matched up against Francesco Aquilini in the first round. And I think I lost by a margin of like, like it was less than one point. Like I think if you looked at the final at the final tally, it yeah. was like that night fifty fifty point something to forty nine <laughs> point something. Dude, that night was like the Iowa fucking caucus. Just <laughs> zeroed in. It razor thin margins, and the fact that like when one person voted, it it like immediately went up to like fifty one percent for you, and then and then more yeah. people voted and one. I it mean, was so close. So it was. It was pretty funny because I was not paying attention. Like I, I wasn't paying attention at all. I did. I didn't like you guys know because we talked about it on the show. But like I always had the attitude of like I really don't care about this and I think it's silly. But um, it's also like at the same time I'm matched up against Francesco Aquilini, so obviously it would be funny if I won. So I saw I like opened my phone at work. And I flipped through it or whatever and saw that I was like tagged in the post. And um, and it literally was an Iowa caucus thing, too, because uh, Daryl put my handle wrong. Yeah. In the vote. <laughs> he literally did the Pete Buttigieg thing. Yeah. Um, for, for, for background, for, for background, Pete Buttigieg apparently tried to spike a poll like two nights before the caucus because somebody pronounced his name wrong in, in like one questionnaire or his name yeah. was wrong in a questionnaire or something. Which, That's which right. totally yes. fucked everything up and right. uh, rat it's a rat move. It is, yes. Um so what Daryl and this is fairly like this is apparently fairly common, but Daryl put my even though my handle is has no caps, so I don't know what possessed him to do this, but he put my handle in as capital F fails, capital O on capital M McDonald. Um and I know like when I was on Chris's show back when Canucks conversation was just Chris and a guest every week, he said my handle as fails on McDonald as well. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I don't like, I don't want to give either of them a hard time cause they're both good guys and they're both like, they're both friends of mine. But uh, it is funny to me how many people like, don't like why they think that's what it, what it is, especially when it's like, my name is Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. fail son, like I I, I would yeah. think that that's that wouldn't be that. Yeah, it was very strange. But anyways, I retweeted it and it was 4060 for for Francesco. And so I was like, okay, I'll I'll just retweet it and see what happens. And I immediately jumped up from 40 to 46. And I was like, oh shit, I could actually like maybe win this. So then I started actually like trying to get people to vote on it and um and I ended up uh, I ended up losing by like a very, very slim margin. And then JD ended up matched up against him. And that was extremely funny. JD just, he's so like, oh, it's a labor battle. Like <laughs> just doing his fucking like, I'm not even going to, like I'm not Playing a, it it's like he's a socialist, but he's not a shit posting socialist. So it's kind of like annoying J- JD. And he knows this is not good at doing irony, which is very yes. funny when he tries. It. Yeah, it is very funny. Like, remember like really, really early on in the show when I read that tweet where he was like, I always called Donald Trump, the Cheeto in chief. 
Um, but he, it was funny because like he, the opposite thing happened to him where he was leading the entire time. And then like in the last hour he lost by like, uh, you know, like 0.1% or whatever. And, um, and then he was like, oh, I heard people were like making burners just to vote against me. (laughs) And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you, now you look like you take this like so seriously when it doesn't (laughs) matter. Like, and, and obviously just for the record, like, obviously that's true. That's a hundred percent what happened, but you don't say that. Like (laughs) it was really embarrassing. Did the burner trope have like come about like what did it happen when it was you fighting Aquilini when we were joking about, Oh, we're going to get the Roxy fever account to like it. And then make like, we were, I feel like we were joking. It was someone from a certain rival podcast who, um, who made the who tweeted about the Roxy Fever uh, burners right. activating to to vote for me in the Oh uh, really? I didn't yeah. see that. Oh no, yeah, it was it was someone from from another show that we we uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show before on yeah. you know, I don't really yeah. I don't really have any kind of relationship with them, so I don't uh, Connect conversation, it's on fucking site, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was David Quadrelli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking hate that guy. <laughs> hate that guy. I'm just kidding, David. We're friends. David, I don't know. Um, We're not friends. <laughs> We're not friends, but probably, we can be. We can be. Probably not much else to talk about this week, I don't think. No, but it would be really fun to record again soon. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. We have more time. I don't know how long uh, the battery factory is going to make Elliot keep working. Well, no, you carried. <laughs> Elliot had to carry the battery up, up Main Street back to his place. Yeah, I love the Elias sent us a uh, a DM recently of the famous black and white picture of the workers on the skyscraper in New York eating lunch on just like a uh, a beam that's like suspended by a crane. And Elliot sent us a picture of just that. But the beam is a Duracell battery. I got so excited when you did that. I need to keep that. that was really this funny. is the best explanation of what I do for a living. <laughs> Fair, well, you yeah. had a, you had another DM that you sent us recently where you were talking about uh, negotiating with uh, like Chinese businessmen to like make make the plus sign bigger on the battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like send us send us a bigger one. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're we're. I mean, my plan is to keep recording. If anything, record more. Yeah. Um, yeah, through I, this, this gotta, ordeal, we gotta keep saying. So we'll probably we'll probably do a lot of heritage moments over this period of time, and we'll probably stagger them so that some of them come out on the main feed. But seriously, if yeah. you're not subscribing to the Patreon, now's the time because there's yeah. going to be more of them up probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely do a heritage minute on like the 1919 Stanley Cup final that got canceled for the Spanish yes. flu. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, definitely. We should we could also do one on the mumps outbreak as well. Yeah, that, that would, would also be, be really, that would be, good. That'd be yeah. way stupider. Yeah. Uh yes. Um yeah, the nineteen nineteen one is like kind of dark. Um but yeah, and, and we'll line up some guests as well and uh probably think of some theme episodes to do while nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. But um in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at McDonald. Uh you can follow me at Viasaran. You can follow me at Moose Kayak. Don't forget to follow the pod at Roxy Fever and to subscribe to the Patreon at um, patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. Now, 
keep your eyes and ears peeled for some work that's being done by some uh since we're a political show also uh we're not doing this but the red braid society for decolonial socialism will probably be doing some 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 direct actions in the next few weeks keep uh, keep up with their social media i don't have their twitter handle right on me but if you just search up red braid um as well we're probably going to post on our twitter a link to the uh, a naming and shaming Google document if you live in DC, uh, especially if you live in Vancouver and you have bosses or employers who have kept you at work, uh, non essential work that you are unsafe doing. And uh, basically, just submit your information, it'll be anonymous. And uh, the IWW, the International Workers of the World, uh, one of the oldest unions ever and one of the, one of the best ones, they will. Woo. They will get back to you. So name and shame your employers if you're a worker who uh, is being forced to work in this pandemic. Shit's fucked. So keep yeah, that, and you can do it anonymously. That. You can do it uh, under condition uh, of not, you know, that your employer won't find out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I think that's it. Uh, got folks. I I really hope you're keeping safe. One hundred percent. There's some scary articles out there uh, that'll make you shit your pants, uh, especially one by New York Magazine. If you're not scared yet about this. I know it's early, but uh, take this as seriously as possible. And uh, yes, we we need we need you to stay alive because uh, I don't know, listeners. We need we need numbers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we need more money in that <laughs> sweet sweet Patreon uh, account. So yeah, don't die out there. Yeah, um, we're just uh, we're just like buying a new Blue Yeti microphone for every episode, and we throw it away after. <laughs> yes, because we right. need to keep them sterile. So yeah. <laughs> They also kind of lose that new Yeti smell after the first usage. <laughs> so it's kind of like they're no good after the, that first one. So, Absolutely. yeah, we, we run through a lot of cash. So, you know, keep those donations <laughs> yeah, coming. Um, yeah. One last thing. Uh, I'm going to put it as the outro song for uh, the end of the episode. But, um, oh, yeah. Chances are uh, you're fucking locked in your house and you're not really supposed to see anyone and you don't have anything to do. So it's a good time to check out new music. For those of you that don't know, I am in a band. Uh, I'm actually in two bands, but uh, my one band, Timing X, has a new single out called Reverser. It also has a pretty cool video um, that was made for us by episode one and two producer Reed Blakely. Um, Shout out to Reed. Very, very wonderful man. Um, I will tweet it out from my account, but uh, if you're looking for new music, we're on all the streaming platforms and you can find the new single on Bandcamp, timingx.bandcamp.com. We have a new EP coming out probably within the next couple of months. Uh, the recording is done for it, thankfully. So it's just a matter of getting it released. Uh, Seth and I will not have to go give each other coronavirus in the process of making the, <laughs> of uh, releasing it. But um, I feel like it's one of the best things I've ever done of any sort. So it, I would appreciate it if you checked it out. And I will play us out with it. So uh, thanks for listening. And um, thank you. Name and shame your employers and name and shame, uh, name and shame all the ownership simps that you've seen this week. I will not tell you any specific people to harass, although I think you uh, have a good list based on what we talked about this week. <laughs> um, oh, and or- organize your, uh, if you live in an apartment, especially, organize your building. Yeah, don't 100%. pay rent. You don't have to. No, absolutely. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys.
Jackson, <coughs> yo, dude, I'm I'm outside. <coughs> Sorry, I have this huge cough. Um, um, I'm outside your place. We're gonna record for 7 p.m. Uh, how come you're not letting me in? <coughs> um, come on, man. Uh, I I thought I thought we agreed 7 p.m. You, me, and Elliot. We're gonna shoot the shit. You know, Roxy Fever, baby. You know. <coughs> um, I can hear you. Um, I'm on time. Like you always give me shit for being late. Come on, man. I thought we were, I thought we were gonna do you know usual thing. <sighs> Sorry, just something in my nose. Um, I thought we were gonna u- do the usual thing. I thought you know like uh, I come inside, we hug. Good to see you, buddy. Shake hands right at the beginning of of recording, um, and then we're gonna hold uh, hold hold each other's hands during the entire recording, just like always. <laughs> come on, man. I have no idea <clears throat> uh, why I can't come inside yet. Can you pick up, please? Yeah. <laughs> 